0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to The Social Leader podcast, episode 14, where our goal is to help you learn to lead with greater social impact. Hi, I'm Father Justin Matthews. And real quick, before we begin, I wanted to let you know that this podcast is presented by Reconciliation Services, which is a nonprofit social venture in Kansas City working to cultivate a community seeking racial and economic reconciliation to reveal the strength of all. You can find out more about Reconciliation Services programs and even support our work at rs3101.org. Here we go into episode 14. Well, welcome. My guest today is Bill Brandmeier. I'm very excited to welcome him to the program. Bill has been the VP of Community Relations and Impact for Sports Radio 810, as well as the executive director of a brand new foundation called the ShareWaves Foundation. Bill, welcome to the Social Leader program.
1: I'm honored to be here. I'm so excited that I get a chance to talk with you and um, really, just kind of open up about what uh, what's what's good about uh, Kansas City, what Kansas City does to really reach out to to one another and, and lift each other up. So, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. It's great to have you on and it's great. Uh, we've had a great partnership in the past with 810 Radio and excited to talk about the ways that 810 is going to be using share waves powered by 810 to really advance the uh, the mission of sports and what can be done. So Bill, I really want to jump in here and and begin by asking you to tell us about this new foundation that you've started with Sports 810 Radio called Share Waves. What's the mission and what's the purpose of the Share waves foundation?
1: Well, 810 has been a part of the Kansas City sports, you know, complex for, for 21 years. Um, they've, they're the largest sports talk radio station in the Midwest. They've done so many different things to reach out to the community and make a difference. They're always opening up their airwaves to different nonprofits, helping tell stories about what makes Kansas City special, promoting events. Their on-air personalities are constantly helping MC events, uh, bring attention to events. We offer our, our support through PSAs. And, uh, which is uh, uh, public service announcements and, and, and other things. So it's not like this is anything new. ShareWaves is just something that um, we came up with that would allow us to focus our attention on something specific, to have our own cause, something that 810 and Union Broadcasting as a company could all get behind and try to, to make a difference in the community. We felt like by joining around and, and, and getting ourselves focused on one purpose, uh, you know, we, be, we become a purpose-driven organization
0: that really does greater impact. And that was, that's what ShareWaves is all about. You know, I know that you come from kind of a marketing background. Before you do this, you've, you've done a lot of that. Now, that means that you know how to write awesome mission statements. And when I went to your website, uh, I noticed that you had a great mission statement. Tell us about the actual mission of ShareWaves and then make it tangible. What, what are you hoping to do with the ShareWaves Foundation? We want to advance
1: opportunities for kids to engage with sports uh, throughout the Metro. Um, you know, in our community, uh, sports is such an important part of a, the fabric of a kid's life. Um, when they engage with sports, they engage with something greater than themselves. They're, they learn how to work together to, to achieve goals. They, they learn life skills. Uh, emotionally, their intelligence is, is increased by the social skills they learn. Uh, they learn to listen. Uh, there's also a lot of practical uh, life uh, me- metrics. You can measure uh, the difference sports makes in a, in a child's life uh, through measuring their grades or, or their dropout rate. Uh, screen time goes down when kids engage with sports. Uh, but there are some issues in youth sports. And, and the, the, the biggest question I got from 810 when I asked them if I could move forward with creating a foundation focused on youth sports, was is it a big enough issue? Are the, you know we're not curing cancer here. It's not what what. Why would we be engaged in helping kids play sports? Everybody seems to be fine. You know they're playing sports. What what you find out is that there's really the haves and the have-nots, and mm. that's what Shareways is is really kind of uh, you know focused. Our platform is is set up to address um, the the situations in our city that. Uh, you know, allow kids to play certain sports because they can afford it and other kids have no access to those sports because they're priced out of it. Uh, they, they can't afford it and uh, they go on. They play they do soccer and basketball. Those are great sports for kids to play and those are easily accessible, but that's not the end of the line. I mean, there's so many other great sports out there that we should be able to offer to all kids. You know, the playing field should be leveled. And so Shareways has this mission to advance opportunities specifically in
0: low-income houses to, to
1: help them find ways to get into the sports they want to play.
0: Well, I want to get deeper into the mission and what could be possible, particularly right now because of COVID and the shutdown of so many different camps and sports. But before we jump into that, I, I want to jump back a little bit and ask you, where did your passion for youth sports come from and and your passion for using sports to transform the lives of kids? Is there a story from your childhood or from your philanthropic work with your family that, that you've undertaken that you can share with us that would illumine that passion? Well, it's funny. I, I I look at this as an awesome opportunity to
1: do something that I've always loved. I've always loved sports. I used to wake up early in the morning. I'd be the first one to get the the sports page. I'd comb through it. I was a stats guy. I never was, uh, you know, going to play anything in in, in at a high level, <laughs> um, athletic wise. I've got some good uh, skill, eye hand coordination, whatever. But I wasn't going to be a pro anything. Um, But I always had this passion for sports. Uh, I got to know the guys at 810 WHB through my other nonprofit that I started about 10 years ago called Casey Creative. And Casey Creative basically drew drew upon my marketing background to try to help nonprofits uh, with their marketing expertise, their services, uh, create websites and collateral, try to help uh, you know, tell their story in a more concise way, and really, we ended up being a video production house for nonprofits to use, and won some Philly awards through the uh, nonprofit connect, and and did some great work with some awesome organizations. But the best thing that Casey Creative ever did was a one-hour radio show once a week called Casey Cares, and that was basically our opportunity to interview nonprofits that you know, similar to what you're doing, you know, telling stories about what makes Kansas City. So special. Uh, we would have three different nonprofits on every single week. We'd tell their story. Um, there'd be a nice little 15 minute segment about, uh, you know, Ronald McDonald House or Operation Breakthrough or, you know, Della Lamb. And we would dig into the story um, and try to tell it and offer that up as a, as a service. Uh, I'm not sure anybody listened, but um, and you know I think you probably kind of feel that. Like who's listening? Every now and then you get in, an incredible message from someone that said that that program changed me or that program gave me an insight that I didn't have, which always felt good. But I always was looking for more. I saw the opportunity to use the platform that Union Broadcast and 810 have worked so hard to create over 21 years, I wanted to commandeer that. I wanted to harness the power of sports at 810 and use it for good. And that's pretty much what ShareWaves is trying to do. We share our airwaves with nonprofits that use sports to connect to kids. We also help promote events that use sports to connect to, to, to their donor population, their donor group. And then we also look for ways to create programming that will help level the playing field for kids that that don't have access to the country club sports. You know they can't. Uh, you know find a way to play golf or or baseball or, or hockey or lacrosse. All of those price kids out of their 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 access because access is privilege. And um, you know it's 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 one of those things that in today's world and this environment, Black Lives Matter. Uh, what we're you know looking at with social injustice, how this is playing out in the consciousness of our culture. It's realizing that access is privilege is one of the key you know things that we want to drive home to everyone who's who's listening or or who under who's trying to understand what's happening. it's It's right. about access. It's about opportunities.
0: Well, and by the way, if people are listening online right now on Facebook or YouTube, please uh, comment live and see if we can bring you in on the podcast and get your comments in. Now, you know, Bill, as I hear you talking about this, I got to be honest, like my mind, my heart has been full. With the protests, with Black Lives Matter protests, then with COVID before that, and there's so much good that's being happen uh, that's happening right now um, to begin to change and to address and to illumine the structural racism, the economic injustices that have existed for so long, and there seems to be a groundswell. And I have to, you know, think about. Um, sports and I, as I was getting ready for our podcast, I thought, "Oh gosh, how are, how is sports going to really uh, play into the common, um, you know, zeitgeist right now? What's happening?" But but there's evidence from all over the world that sports can be a powerful tool for community healing. You know, I found a quote by Nelson Mandela who once said that sports has the power to change the world. And, and I'd love for you to share, how do you think that youth sports can benefit the lives of the kids in our community and the city as a whole? And, and what are some of the tangible outcomes that you've seen or that you hope to see, especially in these difficult times?
1: Yeah. The, the power of sports to connect us as a, as a community is witnessed by the, you know, world champion Royals, world champion chiefs, our, our city comes together, um, you know, million people showing up to celebrate winning, you know? Um, and we were all one, we were, we we're all together. Everybody was on the same page, high-fiving, you know, loving one another. The chiefs are number one, the Royals are number one. What an incredible experience. We know the power of sports here in Kansas city for it, for, 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 for the fabric of our youth for what uh, what the opportunities for us to be able to connect with our kids through sports is such a great mechanism for ability to talk about things that are real, authentic conversations about how you pursue goals, how you achieve greatness, how you lose, how you win, all of those small little life lessons. And and there are thousands of youth sports organizations that are helping in different ways to do different things to impact kids with sports. Shareways isn't the, the only one. We we have a unique opportunity because we can partner with nonprofits that are already programming youth sports, already using sports to connect to kids. We can bring attention to them through our airwaves, and that's why Shareways has a unique position. Um, I think, you know, to, to understand what is happening throughout our community at different levels, understand the enormity of the issue of racial justice you have to break it down into the individual aspects of what people experience my life was incredibly blessed i could tell my story to you and it would sound like i had a lot of issues to overcome in my life a lot of things that you know gave me trial and tribulation you know you know you know what worketh patience you know tribulation worketh patience i have a lot of patience i promise but I, I not, I have no idea what it's like to to live a life with where the color of your skin dictates the way someone speaks at you or talks to you or positions you or puts you in the right chair or make sure that you sit next to the right person or any of that. That's not in my. That's not how I think. I think about connections, I think about how I'm going to interact with someone. One of the things that I carry around as part of my life, you know, uh, mission is I want to meet someone and I want them to teach me something about their life. I want them to tell me what they've experienced in in their life as a master of something that they've experienced so that I can take that into my life and I can learn and grow. And I think if we did more of that as a community, if we sought to understand rather than to be understood, if we kind of took what St. Francis of Assisi just kind of gave to us as just this incredible gift of, you know, let's bring, let's make it better than
0: we found it. That's, that's what, that's, that's kind of how I live my life. And, you know, so well, anyway, sports has been used all over the world. I mean, I can I can not only Nelson Mandela and his quote, but I can find um, story after story of the way that sports has been used in Israel, in South Africa, even in Canada. Um, and like social leadership, using sports for reconciliation is all about bringing people together, right? Rebuilding right. relationships, creating a dialogue that right. can lead to greater understanding of the roots of conflict, and as I think about South Africa and Canada and how they've used sports as a part of their Truth and Reconciliation Commission and that work, um, particularly in this time where we're needing to address structural racism, call it out, I think we need to find creative ways to sustain and then advance the cause of reconciliation. We can't just talk about it. you know. No. So, So how will youth sports really, even here tangibly, how will it advance that effort for reconciliation bill well you know covid's given us a really unique chance
1: with youth sports because it's it's drawn everyone into what can i do myself at home alone to improve and stay ready because i know we're going to play again someday i don't know when that is but we're going to get back out on that field and i need to take personal res- responsibility for my physical fitness my skill development um i need to find access to different opportunities to to keep working on my skill set so covid's had that unique impact on us i think it's also given us a chance to to really appreciate what it means to be Together for a, a, an event, a sporting event, a, a, together as a team, together as 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 in the stands as fans, um, it, it's really kind of brought a spotlight on what the meaning of sports has been to our community because we've been without it for three months, uh, going on four. And um, I think that that you know it's never been more apparent how much we miss that social interaction. Kids miss it. Um, I think it's uh, the results of of being away, separated, alone, uh, isolated in in your home. Those we're, we're still going to feel the repercussions of those. Uh, traumas on kids for many years we're not going to really understand them for a while um, but they're present uh, people who are studying that they see that as a really clear outcome to to this uh, separation from social interaction it's it's got, gonna do some damage and i think that we have an opportunity as we kind of reapproach uh the re-engagement with sports to to maybe set set a different uh criteria or expectation of of what we want to get out of sports Um, The the most incredible stat about youth sports that I've come across as I dug into this is that at age 13, we lose 65 to 70 percent of young athletes to other activities. It's their eighth grade year. They're going into high school and they basically tell themselves or the world. Sports are are not going to be a part of my high school experience. They're not going to be a part of what I'm going to do for the rest of my life because I'm not good enough or it's not fun anymore or my dad's been pushing me too hard or, I, hey, I, I like music. I just want to play music or, or I want to play chess. Those are awesome endeavors, but to think that we lose 70% of our kids from this unique opportunity to learn so many important life skills and so many different things that will help drive us into success life is a really staggering stat. And it's something that we at ShareWaves wants. We want to do something about that. We think that rec sports, sports for the fun of it, free play for kids, opening up fields and letting kids just do what they normally would do on a on a you know, uh, on a, a play date outside. Those are great opportunities. It doesn't have to be structured. It doesn't have to be competing for the national championship or the citywide championship or the you know, all of that is really important and competitive. You know, excellence is certainly integral to us. But I also think we could take a step back and really uh, enrich people's lives, kids' lives, if if we can create sports sports opportunities, participation opportunities that are a little less pressured and a little more about what you can get that's good from sports.
0: Well, and I know you're not doing this in a vacuum. I mean, there, there are a lot of people that you've partnered with already. I I think you partner with a boys and girls club uh, in Kansas city. You've partnered with girls on the run. There, there are a lot of other organizations that are already involved in this. And And I'd like to sort of, transition our conversation a little bit to to kind of dive in a little bit to social leadership. And I know one of the things that you and I have talked about before the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, you'd shared with me that one of your goals uh, in ShareWaves is that in 2020, you wanted to become really self-sustaining as a foundation uh, through those partnerships. And I know that you and I both share a passion for social leadership and social entrepreneurship, social venturing. So, why is that important to you that self-sustaining aspect to this work and and how do you intend to achieve that goal bill
1: well um we we enter 2020 with with that as our key objective become self-sustaining and and the reason why is because you really cannot uh take an organization and and build it uh, with a wi- wish and a prayer you know it has to be structured in a way that uh, allows it to grow uh through the process of creating strategies and, and and understanding what it is that you're trying to get accomplished with with your eyes on the outcome the goal what you're trying to get produced and there's so many aspects of i've you know i've because i've spent so much time working in the nonprofit world there's so many aspects that is a culture of poverty. You just don't do what you need to do to be successful because you can't afford it. And so you're always just picking it like the the cousin that got a new camera to shoot a video or my my nephew is studying web design. And so I'm going to have him build my website and I'm going to piece this all together and what you end up with is almost an organization that you know operates and looks a little bit like frankenstein it's very tactical it 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 doesn't really have any long range play because it doesn't really understand what it's trying to get accomplished in the long term it's very short sighted it doesn't mean it doesn't do good work kc cares was a great program it was awesome but i funded it and that's not the way you're supposed to do this you know and it's got to be a way where people embrace it and the community can embrace it and you can build a you know a, a a group of don you know donors that are dedicated to the outcomes that you're trying to achieve and so it's been quite a process. Um, we started 2020 with a really good plan. We had three awesome events that we were going to um, pull off. We we're part of Charlie Hustle, which is just an incredible organization here in Kansas City. Digital Innovations was involved. We had two other nonprofits, Noah's Bandit Project and The Battle Within. We were all working together to, to present these three awesome events that use sports to connect, and they all got canceled. So um, you know, yeah, COVID's,
0: uh, COVID's wrecked a lot of plans. And and I think actually that's why it's important if people want to go online and, and they want to uh, help impact. Uh, the kids lives in our community uh, if you if you have a passion for youth sports and and changing kids lives bringing people together uh, you want to do something tangible in order to foster racial and economic reconciliation here in the community i've put the website up there sharewavesfoundation.org and i know you can go to to the website and make a donation um you know bill one of the things i wanted to kind of I always end every podcast, and I, I wish we could talk for an hour and a half because I think this is a really important uh, conversation. But I, before we go, I, I wanna ask you, what is the potential negative impact if we don't have sports this summer? You know, We've talked a little bit about what can happen, impacting academics, impacting leadership development, but if we don't figure out how to have uh, kids in sports this summer, in light of COVID 19, what's the potential negative outcome? Why is this such an important issue, especially right now?
1: Well, you think of an under-resourced house that, that um is, is trying to figure out what the next phase of, of opening opening is. And they're going I have to go to work, but, but I have got my kids at home and the normal network of support that would be for them uh, organizations like the upper room operation breakthrough big rose sisters uh, Boys and girls club. They're operating at less than, you know, full, you know, full efficiency. um, I think Dr. Dred Scott said that Boys and Girls Club is operating at about a third capacity. Uh, The upper room, which normally serves between 2,500 and 3,000 kids a summer, is not offering any services this summer. Uh, The operation breakthrough has been limited. Um, uh, There's, you know, there's probably, there's 15 other organizations that serve in terms of childcare that, that are uh, either not uh, functioning at full capacity or not functioning at all. So there's a tremendous uh, a fear uh, on my part. Uh, it's a personal fear and I don't have anything to you know back it up, but I think that we're going to have some situations where anxiety, stress, um, depression, uh, are all impacting our kids at different levels of uh, of impact and and different um, you know acute different levels of acuity. I, I think that we do need to stay um, you know aware of emergent issues, emergent situations. I would like to uh, raise money and 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 help support opportunities to provide individual help to individual cases where there are um, you know moments where we need to find out, hey, this family needs $1,000 for rent, or they're going to lose their apartment, or this family has to get connected to the internet because they, you know, they just need $50 a month in order to stay connected. Um, I think that as we kind of go through this uh, summer, we're going to learn a lot about what it means to not, have support because I think in a lot of families, that is something that they've not been able to access. There are also, you know, sports is opening up. Kansas City is a little bit looser than other communities in terms of letting kids get back out on the fields. And so we are opening up. But once again, opening up Kansas City means the kids in Johnson County are playing and the kids in Kansas City, Missouri aren't. That's a big issue. And that's something that I want to try to do something about.
0: So, well, it, it uh, takes leadership in order to bring um, a community to where – uh, there is equity. And I think sports offers us an opportunity starting with our kids to really begin, um, even if it's just one particular small segment of what really needs to be done. I think it is one way that we can, uh, no pun intended, you know level the playing field. And I appreciate your leadership in it. I know that you've been involved as you've indicated in in some form of social leadership in various different sectors for for many years. And and I wanna uh, end our time together with this question because there, there are a lot of people listening who are wanting to do something. They are wanting to get involved and make a difference. So if there are leaders out there who are wanting to embrace social leadership and increase their social impact, what advice would you give to them based on what you've learned? Where do they begin?
1: You know, I've I've researched a lot about purpose-driven organizations, purpose-driven transformation, uh, social entrepreneurship. Um, I I think it has to start with your own passion for what it is that you want to see changed in this world. What, What is this world to you in terms of what's right and what's wrong and find something that you feel like you can make an impact in given the talents and in, in the, and in the gifts that God has given you. You know, I've, I've done a lot of soul searching about who and what I am, what I'm, what, what God's blessed me with. I have a lot of great uh, talents that have been shared with me. And I think of those that have been given, you know, abundantly, a, a lot is expected of them. And, and that's something that I believe that we all need to kind of hold on to is that idea that, we've been given a lot. Um, you live in America, you live in freaking Kansas city. You live in the heart of America that has this beautiful space and we all need to use our time, talent, and treasure to make a difference in this world in in something, make a change, make something better, uh, make it better than you found it. And so the other thing I want to do before we leave is I want to invite everybody to join us next week for ready to play week ready to play has been a campaign we've worked on for the last 10 weeks creating little videos for kids to access, to help stay fit and ready when games begin again. Stay ready to play has kind of been our mantra. We're going to have a whole week talking about the safe return to sports. We're going to talk to experts, high school and college coaches. We're going to have all-stars on. Will Shields has uh, stepped up to be our partner. And the ready-to-play week is just about to take off. Quentin Lucas is going to be on, Bill Self, but we're also going to get the doctors from Children's Mercy and KU to talk about youth sports and the guidelines of, of how we safely re-engage. And we're going to raise money all week to help create a camp for kids. Will Shields has donated his indoor space, and we're going to create camps for kids that don't have access to sports camps and try to give kids at least some sense of summer. So And now, now where are
0: we going to find that campaign? Where are we going to find the Ready to Play campaign? We're going to be on so live we're going to be on live every day um, on
1: 1510 and point, 94.5 FM. Uh, those are the sister stations for 810 WHB. So we're going to be on live from 1 to 3 from Monday, June 29th until July 3rd. Every single day, a different topic. We're going to cover the science of the safe return to sports on Monday, youth sports on Tuesday, High school sports on Wednesday, college sports on Friday, on Thursday, and the professionals on Friday. We'll have uh, different guests on all week. Um, I'm getting a lot of help from 810 to put it together. It's going to be an incredible week for us. We're going to be all over social media. Ready to play week is, is our opportunity to, to get ready to get back out on the field. So that's what we're excited about.
0: Man, that's an awesome campaign and a great way for folks to get involved. And I think Kansas City is the greatest sports town in the entire country. We've got the best baseball, the best football. We've got a homegrown, you know, decades old sports radio show that we've partnered with the reconciliation services. And, and I love what you're doing. And again, I mean, this focus, my focus, my passion is around racial and economic reconciliation. And I, I wanted you to come on the show, not only because of your social leadership in the community for so many years, but I was hoping to be able to lift up the idea uh, that we have seen in so many other countries that things like sports, these creative applications of, of things that are really a part of the fabric of everyday life, these things can be creative ways to bring folks together to make a difference, to lead in social change and make a greater impact, particularly as we look at, look at racial and economic reconciliation, at dismantling structural racism. This is a fantastic way to bring our kids together in a new modality and and to make sure that everybody has access to that opportunity. So so Bill, I, I really appreciate your time today. I want to throw the ShareWaves website right up there again. So if you're uh, not able to tune in To the campaign next week on the radio, make sure you go to the sharewavesfoundation.org, make a donation, get involved, and reach out to Bill and see how you can volunteer, how you can help. Bill, anything else that you want to leave us with today before we head off into uh, our day?
1: No, I think you summed it up. I I think everybody needs to to, uh, check out what Reconciliation Services has done. Uh, down um, on Troost. It's just amazing. Uh, If you haven't been to Thelma's Kitchen, you have to go there. Um, And um, I just really appreciate you, your heart. Um, From the moment we met, I knew that we were going to be good friends. And I'm just excited about what the future holds for us. So thank you so
0: much. Thank you for taking the time to come on today and hang with me for a minute. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, thank okay. you so much for for joining us today and for uh checking out what Bill is working on. Thank you for listening today. And if you like today's podcast, I have I have a favor to ask. Uh, of you. Uh, Please follow this podcast on YouTube and iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, smash that like button, follow us. And this is going to really help us share the show with more people. And, And also I wanted to let you know about a brand new program that's launching soon. If you like today's show, and you wanna learn about how to lead with greater social impact, if you wanna learn about social leadership so that you can figure out how to do the things that Bill and others in our community are doing, to make change right now, I want to ask you to visit thesocialleader.org and sign up to find out more about our new e-course called Social Leader Essentials, which is launching very soon. You can answer a few short questions and then one of our team members will reach out to you to see if that course is right for you. So friends, again, thank you for joining us on the Social Leader Podcast. And until next time, I encourage you to learn to lead with greater social impact. See you soon.